Welcome to Those Who Do Podcast, a podcast about people, their passions, their vocations, their interests, and their lives. I'm Zach Barclay, here with the Steve Martin, to my Craig T. Nelson, Tony Forsmark. Jorge Garcia is an actor known for Lost, Alcatraz, Hawaii Five-0, The Munsters, and The Ridiculous Six. Most importantly, Jorge is a husband and a father to a 22-month-old little girl. David Greenspan is an editor and director known for Grey's Anatomy, Station 19, and How to Get Away with Murder. He is most importantly a husband and the father of a 13-year-old son who has starred for six years on a network sitcom as well as 10-year-old and 7-year-old boys not involved in the entertainment business at all. This is Those Who Do Fatherhood with Jorge Garcia and David Greenspan. Enjoy. I'm unprepared. Yes, I fucked up the story. We're recording right now, and I'm, I'm really oh, nervous. Right, right. I mean, it, you're on one today, buddy. Oh, God. So, headphones, no headphones, it's totally up to you guys. Yeah, so this is Zach, he's my engineer. Is that is that kind of like, uh, I, do you go to Iowa State? Is that kind of like that joke? Are we going to keep doing it over and over? Actually, it's the first time I've said it in front of other people. That's not true. <laughs> That's not true at all. What are the bottle caps? Those were Lagunitas. A little something something from last night that I forgot to throw away. Now apparently I'm emotionally <laughs> attached to I mean, it could be. It could be we, can, we can nighttime Irish podcast coffee, this man. all day, man. Yeah. Yeah. We are back with another episode of Those Who Do. Today we're here with David Greenspan and Jorge Garcia. And this one's going to be a little different because it's kind of more of a roundtable. All of, all of us, you know, Tony and I included, we're all parents. We're dads. And we, uh, we're just going to kind of sit around and talk about our different experiences with uh, being parents and parenthood. And, and dadding. And dadding and how how our parenting styles which i imagine are probably all very different were informed by how we were parented and or in my case maybe not parented at all and just kind of see how that develops the idea of this show is kind of just to to illustrate how people people you know in that everybody has different life experiences and stuff and that the, the, what it is that we do is informed so much by the people that we are. Um, so that's kind of uh, what we want to hopefully pull out in, in the conversation today is that uh, the personalization people, people, people. Yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 absolutely. That's how people, people. Very heady. Yeah, well, I know. I'm just trying to figure out why we can't get along. You and me? 25 years of conflict. Not enough peopling. No, so, I mean, people are people, so why should it be them? Right. I get, we're all at different stages of dadding. I think so. Uh, yeah. I and mean, we're closer. Yeah. Yeah. He's done it twice. Yeah, yeah. I'm on my second round. So I've got, uh, I've got a, a 26 year old that's getting married Friday, a 20, wow. a 20, yeah, 23, uh, 22, 23 year old. He turns 23 at the end of the month, uh, who's a, paramedic and then i have a 10 year old and a seven year old oh wow yeah it's exhausting brother it's oh, yeah. <laughs> right I mean, I mean that's a good way to start i mean i i've got uh, uh two weeks from 14 year old no and a 10 year old i have a 13 year old a 10 year old and a seven year old and i have a 21 month old uh -huh. yeah yeah so we are really all in like yeah. different unique I'm very unique stages stage where you had to say months and it's very confusing. I've been yeah, almost, yep, yep. almost two-year-old. It's really <laughs> It gets easier. I mean, you don't have to count them anymore. And I, I will say, for me, that was my favorite yeah. age. Like, it was so fun because, like, you are, one, you're their world. Two, they don't really have anything to argue about yet. 
you know, uh, they, they still kind of believe you and look to you for, for, uh, safety and knowledge and stuff. And the moment that that <laughs> switch clicks off, it's hell on earth, man. It's, it's yeah, almost scary. I have, I have a friend who just had a kid in January and we were just talking this morning, you know, like texting each other and I, cause of Halloween prep things. And I had this incident at the house where a, well, the kid's into kitties apparently and we don't own cats <laughs> i keep trying to push her dog stuff <laughs> every and, time we um, facetime she just blows up so when a cat comes by you know like, <laughs> i got a couple i added a couple blow molds to the collection and one of them is a cat with a witch's hat on and the box shows you what it is so as soon as it arrived it was like kitty kitty open open <laughs> so i pulled it out and i discovered that it was damaged, like part of the the paint job along the face was completely gone. Oh no! And I was like, "Oh shit!" So I, um, oh, can we see? Yeah, shit? absolutely. And um, I and so I had to take it from her because I ran to exchange it at the Michaels, and that made her cry because <laughs> I took her kitty away. <laughs> so then I was like, "Ah, oh, well, I gotta." I broke out a different kitty that I also had bought for you know her Halloween this year, and. And that was one of those blow up, light up ones. I kind of let that go. And while that was distracting here, I ran to Michael's. <laughs> <laughs> but then I, cause I sent a video to a friend of mine and it's her carrying that blow mold kitty around with her. And it's, it's as tall as she is. And so she's picking it up and, and carrying it. Like she's just <laughs> walking around the driveway with it. And he, he was like, you know, I, I can't wait till mine gets to, that age and i was like it'll happen faster than you know i mean the the first two years so much happens so fast as far as development and suddenly you're like did you teach her that word where did she get that word from and that kind of stuff yeah well and we had uh my my oldest daughter we have a place back home it's menards but it's basically it's home depot lowe's it's the same type of place and we but were funnier sounding yes yes <laughs> Menards. if yeah if you would have seen the commercials in the 80s they were they were choice. Uh, so the, we were going through the store one day and you know, those, the, like the blow mold owls that are supposed to keep pigeons and stuff off your house. Yeah. Uh, she found one and fell madly in love with it. So she slept with that thing for like three weeks and it has this like super sharp hooked oh, beak really? on it, you know, and it's like, it, it is like two and a half foot tall. The, the, from the blow mold? Yeah. The scene yeah. Too? yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have like one of those cats also kind of like designed to scare critters away. Yep. Right. The, um, whatever the, the plastic eyes have popped off it already and most of the paint jobs gone, but she walks around the backyard with it she goes finds it and goes oh kitty kitty and she does like this this like as if she's <laughs> nuzzling her face <laughs> on his face like, <laughs> and she picks up and walks around like i feel like i need to redo the paint job on it <laughs> just just for replace the eyes because I, I went looking to see if they for another one of this mm-hmm. thing exists but i haven't found it uh do, does does she have like a, a stuffy that's like she's inseparable from that would be a, a tragedy well, if it my missing. wife took a trip to austria and i had to kind of single dad it for uh, about 10 days and um the drive back from the airport we took her to the airport for the goodbyes and stuff and that was a mistake and yeah. uh <laughs> the drive back was kind of a fiasco we we thought distracting her with um tablet videos would um Device. Be, would work 
but I believe that just kind of made her car sick and she Ooh. threw up a couple times. Oh my God. I've been there. I've been there. Yes, yeah. so, I mean, when he and told me like, that, I was uh, like, yep, that, that so is much. the worst. And so just like, and, and uh, when my wife and I, we went to a wedding about a month before we, this is the first time people were going to come and babysit and where the bedtime routine was going to be part of it. Mm-hmm. And we were going to leave before bedtime. Cause the only other times that we'd left the house was she was already in bed and we just had someone at the house to kind of just be a presence there. And so this was the first time that that was going to be part of it. And, um, we have the perfect people because it's a woman and her seven year old daughter and so the kid looks, I mean, there's no better decoy toy than like a seven-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> I love but baby. We, we have yeah. these toys that are like bribery toys for when the time comes right. that, you know, we need. And so I broke out um, uh, a, a Tango toy. Tango is Elmo's dog. Oh, okay. And so th- that's kind of been the the one she goes to the most lately because it's also it's a puppy and so mm-hmm. it works both ways. Um, she's also got a Figaro cat stuffy that we can it's kind of it's like she'll she'll have to get like her diaper changed and she'll want to carry like that big blow mold cat in <laughs> <laughs> and so my wife will try and trade her with a smaller more manageable animal to you know be able to get her on the changing table and, and right. change her as she's watching things uh, since mine uh, you know my youngest is 10 so it's been 10 years since you know well eight years since she was your daughter's age and it, it, it's interesting to hear what she's watching now. Yeah, what, know, what's it, got it, a stranglehold it, in your house? It, what, but yeah. it's not that different, apparently. Really? It's, 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 yeah. And also, it's, it's like it's what we're watching now, too, on top of it, you know. Has Bluey made its insertion into your home yet? No, but Bubble Guppies have just uh, recently. Bubble, Bluey, Bubble, Bluey, Bubble, Bluey, Bubble, Bluey, Bluey Guppies. That is part of it. Um, Bluey is, is more for us, yeah. I think, than the kid. <laughs> and... Um, it um it, it raises the standard of parenting at a very high level. <laughs> the kid though, it's like she she loses interest in Bluey quicker than other things. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, for you, you got to get to the point of Caillou. No. No. <laughs> Did you guys no. Caillou? We had some Caillou, but we were oh. quickly on to uh, like Caillou parody videos. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's the only way you can go. That's I mean, awesome. I mean, you, have to, you have My to Caillou Jorge yeah. before, and then you will understand what it means to Caillou. <laughs> you want to kill Caillou. You want to kill Caillou. So you Even find videos where people kill Caillou want right now. He's just such an insufferable <laughs> little snot. You yes. know? Like, he's, he's just, just always Oh, God. Uh, you know, I, I also have a, a two-year-old grandson. So, like, Bluey has inserted himself into our home, and then we find ourselves. He leaves, and Bluey you're, stays on. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. like, like, there's a few that'll bring a tear to you. It's like, well, it's a sweet, sweet show. It is. And there's, you know, a little bit of peppered adult humor in there, you know. Yeah. When they... I don't know if this is true for either one of you guys, but. But, hold on. Uh, just cause if, I forget, if I don't say it, I know I'm going to forget it. I'm watching, we're watching a bubble guppy. So part of the reason is that if you record something on the DVR, there's always a little lead in as to what's coming up next. Mm-hmm. So we were, we were putting on Dora, the explorers mm-hmm. for her, which is good. Cause it also gives her a little taste of Spanish. Mm-hmm. After that would be bubble guppies. So then she started wanting to watch bubble guppies. And so we had to start taping bubble guppies too. 
There's an episode of Bubble Guppies that came on that we were watching yesterday. In the, well, the premise is so. The, how deep do you want to go? Absolutely, <laughs> get it. Bubble Guppies. It's <laughs> about these murder children that you know they go to school and they're taught by a group. And they line up. Everybody lines and up. And after they line up and go outside, they have this imagination game, and that's basically the story that reinforces today's lesson. This one was kind of. Uh, Flintstones times and uh, there is a dog in Bubble Guppies called Bubble Puppy and he was their Dino in that particular episode and there was kind of like a a Ninja Warrior-esque competition for dinosaurs <laughs> and so when Bubble Puppy Saurus as he is a dinosaur <laughs> in this version he goes to catch a ball Gil throws when he jumps up to catch it, it made this sound type of sound. And I was like, I turned to my wife. I says, do you know what this sound is? It's like the, the way they use record scratch. Still, you yeah. know, there's no concept of the original, you know, it's like that same that's kind so of thing that they use the six million dollar man yep. sound effect for a slow motion jump, which no, no, and there's yeah, there's you know, there, there's yeah. there's there's no world where that exists for that for, for that child, for, right? For, yeah, like, okay. <laughs> right. I mean, my wife had no idea what it was, and so I was like, <laughs> well, you she didn't it, know the derivation of it. Yeah, yeah but there, it's like so weird. I love it. It's like a sound meme. It like tra it, it mm -hmm. transcends generations because it's oh yeah, it's yeah. I love that. That's yeah, interesting. Yeah. It's like it was like little, you hear little yeah. kids, little kids hear the hear the, hear the number sixty nine and they go nice. Yeah. <laughs> and like, what? Why? Why do you do that? Because I don't know. It's a meme. It's a meme. All right. Yeah. Well, I mean that's that. I mean that, that's interesting because. As time goes by, you find those uh, shows that throw things in for the parents that are watching with their kids, you know, uh, and, you know, like Delaney's watching things that I would watch. Right. You know, I mean, they're not necessarily on my own. I wouldn't necessarily watch like the Owl House or right. Gravity Falls. Gravity Falls. It's, it's, which Gravity is Falls is good. Good TV. Yeah. yeah, it's a good show. But I would not have done that on my own. But then when we're watching, I'm like, yeah, I can watch this. And it's kind of it's kind of strange too. Like I don't know how old of a guy you are, David. But when did you have your first kid? How old were you when you had your first kid? Well, it was thirteen years ago. So are you thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. Okay. okay, so did we all math or are you afraid to say? I had to do my math. So you're you were thirty-seven. So you're thirty-seven then, or thirty-seven now? Thirty-seven. <laughs> you're a young-looking dude, man. Thank you. <laughs> like, thirty-seven. Then. Okay, so actually, we all kind of. I mean, I restarted, obviously, but you know, when I got together with my wife, I was twenty-six or twenty-seven, and the boys were ten and seven. But for the most part, we all started later than is traditional parenting. Not in LA. Well, yeah, yes. Yes, yes, you're right. I, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. So it, it, it's almost. It's really strange when you point out the bionic man sound. It's almost like they're putting stuff in for grandparents to have a reference wow. for. That's you know, not, I mean, I don't really, think, that's I, not but cool, I don't dude. think it was like, yeah, but I mean, think about it. Like, it wasn't a gift. It wasn't an Easter egg for us. It literally has become part of the lexicon. Like that is the, yeah. the sound effect means this thing. Yeah. 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 I mean, really it's like, sometimes you'll, you'll get like a, a Dukes of Hazard reference, like, a, or a cars jumping or something. It's like, there ain't a lot of, new 20 something parents that are watching bubble guppies that are going to have any idea. They probably don't even have a frame of reference for the shitty movie, you know, that came out to, to know. So it's kind of, 
I appreciate it. I'm glad because <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be watching kids shows for a long time because I guarantee this ain't my last grandkid either. So it's nice to have a little something in there for me. I was just thinking somebody should reboot Dukes of Hazard with the Confederate flag and everything. Yeah, like <laughs> but make it aware of how messed up. And like, cause I just love whenever they would like blow up the cop car with like a flaming arrow and then like stop that the side okay. and make sure that, that he was okay. He's fine. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There, I, that was a very uh like G.I. Joe parachutes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Parachutes. <laughs> or the A team explosions. Yeah. What was I watching where they were they had this thing where community had a parody of G.I. Joe and 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 where it's like Joel McCarroll's character was like He's just gonna. Sh- Why don't you kill these guys? <laughs> then it'll be done. <laughs> he kills Cobra Commander, and everybody's like, "What did you do?" <laughs> That's very the '80s were a weird time for violence because it was like all pseudo violence, you know, on TV. It was. I remember one episode um, of. The- yeah, and I catch how much violent. Like now, so then we're watching stuff on Disney Plus, and then I'm like, okay, let's look at, and I'll like dig up some because I like. Oh, these cartoons feature Minnie Mouse. She likes Minnie Mouse. I'm trying to push those or I'll, I'll push, you know, I didn't know there were actually cartoons that starred Figaro. Mm-hmm. And uh, so then it starts, it's starting to learn it. So like you might also like, it'll be something I'm like, oh, there's like a, a one where Pluto saves the kitten. I was like, okay, it's got a kitty. It's got Pluto. So this will be great. I put it on. And then there's like... There's the violence between the the Pluto stories. There's always violence between the devil Pluto and the angel Pluto, <laughs> which are the only like the actual dialogue that kind of happens in those things. But also the number of old, and I think they've always been Disney cartoons, but so far I've hit two that feature a reference to drowning a cat in a bag. Wow. Uh, is these are old timey. Oh yeah, yeah. These are so Pluto. Pluto's is outside, and he hears a meow and a meow, and there's like ice sheets going by, and there's a bag tied up with a meow is coming from, and attached to that bag is an iron, like a rope with an iron on the end of it, and then that's dark. And then there's there was another one that was some kind of heaven or something and it's the pearly gates and a bag comes bouncing along and three cats come out of the bag and go into heaven i remember that and i was like man how how many times does this get referenced and then only that it's like so wait a minute are you telling me like back in what it was, it's the, the 50s, 40s, or 50s, 40s, 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 Maybe this wasn't the right choice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, th- that changes because then we're we're watching things now where it's like it's not violence, it's it's like sexual content. And we're like, well, violence comes first. Yeah. And somehow we're okay with violence, but sexual content is like, whoa! Like, right. My kids are like, especially my oldest is super is super prudish, and he's like, I don't want to see any PDAs or anything, mm-hmm. but uh, he's like way into violence 
and it's fine because that's he was inundated with and that's what we let kind of seep through gradually and i, I think that's fairly normal because he's like 13 right? he's 13 yeah right. and i think that's pretty normal especially when he's around his parents you know because like there's right. that weird awkwardness of seeing like any yes. kind of oh, display man. of sexuality Still. or anything around Still. yeah yeah what was there some movie we saw at one point when uh, my wife's mom was visiting and the opening credits is these large stripper ladies but they're all like large size women dancing naked in some like stage show and this is the opening credits of this movie <laughs> <laughs> I forget what the movie is thanks for easing us in yeah, it's, one those, it's one of those like killing your sacred deer guys movies I think it's one of those what channel was this on I don't Boy. <laughs> that is so awkward. Well, that's, yeah. that's awkward on a couple levels because you, with your kid and with your mother in law. Well, okay, wasn't there. This is pretty kid. Oh, okay, Nothing comes on the TV for us until the kid's gone to bed. Yeah. But you have a DVR, so you're not like she's not watching YouTube videos ad nauseum like my kids do. Like, does she have not screen? Yet. Does she have screen limits? Oh, that's a that's a good question. Um, she kind of sets her own limit. She gets up from the couch. Oh, wow. so like oh. sometimes I'm like, hey, let's let's put on some like YouTube. Well, there's Miss Rachel on YouTube. Oh yeah. There's also some owl cartoon. It's an owl and a woodpecker cartoon that's for like little kids. That's on YouTube that just we came across. And um, but it doesn't just go on. And then I'll put on like I'll be like, all right, let's just look at some cute puppy videos or some cute cat videos to kind of like show her something else, something different. She's Uh, not Mr. Beast. No, we're always sitting next to her when she's for the most part. I see. Or or we like we start. Like I give Miss Rachel, they'll be like, there's some of there that'll last like for a half hour, for two hours. So it'll be like, all right, set her there. They would kind of go through that. Well, you got to go put something on the stove to kind of like warm up whatever her mm-hmm. is going to be her lunch and things like that. So there's a little bit of that sometimes. Because I remember about myself at the beginning, I was like, you would have guilty feelings about like the YouTube babysitting the kid or giving them their own iPad, and YouTube that's gone way out better. the door. YouTube Kids was better, but I'm sure you can both uh, commiserate with the, uh, and I don't know if it's a deal now, but still a deal, but the unboxing videos that we had to watch. Oh, yeah. Like somebody's hands opening boxes and they were like fascinated with it. Did you ever experience Miss Hands? I don't know. Miss Hands was so obnoxious because she would just basically take like makeup and just scrape it out of stuff and then mix it together into goo and like they would watch it for an hour. And I'm like, you're, you're watching nothing nothing they, they love it like, right. my kid right now is all into this one woman she goes to different mcdonald's in new jersey and opens the happy meals and and collects all the happy meal toys and now that's what we do like literally we don't even go for the burgers like my wife just walks in and be like do you have this toy from the happy meal can i purchase that and uh it's the greatest marketing thing ever, but right. They, they, he's, he's. Can you just buy the toys separate? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What is it? What is it? Which is good because then he doesn't have a thousand McDonald's hamburgers. No, I think it's it's, it's like, like a buck and a half, two bucks. Yeah, like that. I mean yeah. that's that's pretty no, that's reasonable. reasonable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I remember when I was a kid, we went to Hawaii, and there was some promotion in the McDonald's have meals, and my sister and I wanted to get McDonald's every day. 
because yeah. of it. There's yeah. a, there was a McDonald's across the street from the hotel. That's what was happening. Like, oh, man, we came to Hawaii and the kids got a McDonald's every day. And um, so we would eat McDonald's poolside while our parents would have dinner at the restaurant that takes watches from the patio. We're having the real meal. <laughs> and now my kid likes to do his own unboxing videos. Mm-hmm. And I had to edit one down the other day. I was like, I had been editing for like 12 hours. <laughs> my wife was right. like, can you just cut this down to something entertaining? Well, there's that, there's that one uh, YouTuber. He's in a, a an adult. He's a multi-million. He's like yeah. the number one earner on YouTube. Yeah, he's, Ryan. No, no. no. Ryan. Well, well, there's well Ryan's Twitter. Uh, Ryan's Twitter view. Yeah. But like, there's an adult who is, he started with unboxing videos, and now he has like 25 million subscribers, and like he just bought like an aircraft hangar to make videos in. Well, I remember back in the day there was this this so lady down in Florida, and nobody knew who she was. Multi-millionaire. All you saw were her hands. That's Miss Hands. Is that what they call yes, her? I mean, hands, but yeah. It wasn't that back then. I mean, they didn't call her that. But um, I just remember it was like, th- this woman is making bank and nobody knows who she is. And, you know, it's like she can just do whatever. And what a way, yeah, what a yeah. way to, I mean, what a great business model. Exactly. Like, and it's like, I don't really have to be that creative. I was like, hey, yeah, like what's this she gonna, is in here. Well, what's, <laughs> what's she going to do? Go to uh, go to Disney World and like she goes to hand them like her card or whatever. Like, I know those hands. Right. <laughs> can yeah. I get a selfie with your hands? Like it's she is completely anonymous like what a great way to do that i don't know i mean so I it's like when george is the hand model in seinfeld and <laughs> it's like, it's like oh. <laughs> or joey found his hand twin in friends when they were in uh i think vegas or something like that. my hand twin <laughs> those shows are so like <laughs> simply like what a who thinks of that right. like i'm gonna have an entire episode about hands like, well, and Seinfeld seemed to have like a through line because there's the man hands. You know, it's like, yep. you're just going to keep writing stories about hands. So uh, I'm just going to touch on the uniqueness of, 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 a, of you guys' situation. So you have well, one of your kids is in the industry. Yes, he is. And, and how, how does that affect the other kids or, or just the dynamic in the family? Um, that's a good question. It, it feels like it doesn't affect the other kids now mm-hmm. when it first kicked off there was definitely some like so his very first gig was for 13 reasons why mm-hmm. and uh, his mom and i were super excited obviously that he had booked this and he's an actor he's an actor and so they flew him up to san francisco to shoot that's where they were shooting and mm-hmm. his mom went with him and like the day that they shot it was a flashback. So he was he was playing a younger version of one of the main characters. Mm-hmm. And it was like how these two characters became friends. And there was like a whole schoolyard of kids, like 50 extras. But he was the principal that day. So they were treating him like the star of the show. There was none of the irregular principals were there. He they got, you know, they got a per diem. They went and they got sushi. They hung out with the hot, on the hot in the hot tub and like my wife was just there for him and she didn't have to take care of the other kids Mm because they were back home with me. So he felt like a star. And he was like, where's Hank? Anybody got eyes eyes on Hank? And they were like pushing the extras out of the van and everything. This is first team only. (laughs) And this is his first experience. Mm -hmm. So he comes back to LA. My parents were visiting from New York and I'm super excited. And, and like they walk in the door and they hadn't seen my parents in a while. And he's, six years old at this time point wow so i was like how was it and he goes 
this house is so boring. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, fuck. And my wife grabbed him, <laughs> took him into the other room. Because she has such a good rapport with these kids. Like, she treats them with such respect. And she's so good to them that when she does get upset, they are the aware. Barricade, they're aware. They mean something. Yeah. They lock yeah. in. So she was like, I'm not taking you any more auditions, nothing. If you're going to act like this, you you know. And she immediately invited over his friend who's uh, autistic and, mm -hmm. you know, has sort of special needs. And he always has to like focus and help the kid, like be patient and everything. And just to normalize it. And she gave him the riot act and he, it was very important. And then there was another time when I don't remember it was after this, but they were, we were picking uh, him and his younger brother up from school. I'm going to screw the story up right now. Cause I can't remember some of the details, but basically uh, you come out and like a car, a car almost hit our younger child we were picking up because he mm -hmm. kind of ran in front of it. Right. And Henry, the older kid was like, you almost got killed cause you're an idiot. And uh, I can't, I can't remember the story. Oh, come on, man. You got this phone. It's so good. Right. I know, I know. And, and it's so good. It's so good. I can't remember. Come on, bring it home. You can bring it home. That's what it's all about. It's such a good anecdote. I swear to you, I got to cut it out. So what have you done to make your house more interesting? Right? What are you going to do to fix this boring house? Basically, he he got a he got a full time job as a series regular right. on a sitcom, and that became boring. And that became the daily grind. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, he's an introvert at heart. He's not a show kid, so it wasn't like he was. He I don't know what it was, but he he didn't. I don't even know if he wants to be an actor after this. He enjoys his quiet time. He enjoys playing video games with his friends and. There's something, something. If I could remember that anecdote, yeah, where he was, he was, he was, it would be the best he, it was awesome. But he was basically super mean to our middle child, uh -huh. and uh, that may have had some effect on him because, you know, our middle child is very funny, and 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 his, you know, my older son's manager was like, "Hey, uh, Charlie, do you want to act too?" And he's like, "No." And he's like, okay. Well, that was, that and was then, my question. Is like, like I mean, how do the other two relate? I mean, do they do they care? I mean, I mean, the younger one wasn't even aware. Sure, but 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 basically, Charlie's like started doing his own art. He's like, I don't want to make any money from this. And there was a, it was like pretty recently. I was like doing like a little side acting class, and I was like memorizing lines. And Charlie, my middle child, was was thought it was so interesting that I was memorizing these lines and doing the scenes over and over again. And he's like, I like to try an acting class. I'm like, okay. And he said, but I don't want to ever do an acting job ever. <laughs> and, and he was afraid to go take the class because he thought they would, they would try to push him. And that's sure. what they want to do. And he's like, he's like, I'm laying down the law. And afterwards, he got, he got bored of it. But I, I, and I think what he's, what he's telling you is, Dad, I just want to have fun. Yes. Like, I just want to do it for fun. My, my youngest daughter's in gymnastics. And, like, when they start leaning on her to be like, all right, now for competition, you have to do this. It has to be this form has to be correct. And she's like, well, I don't. I don't want to do that. I just want to learn how to do yeah. a backflip. Yeah, you know, I just want to be able to go in the backyard and impress my friends. Like I don't want any mm -hmm. part of, she doesn't hates the beam because that's competition and she has to be very form focused. And she's like, that's not what I'm here for. Yeah. I mean, same thing. Abby was doing gymnastics for a while and then she's like, I, I enjoy it, but I don't, I feel like there's too much pressure and I just want to enjoy the pro, you know, the yeah. activity mm -hmm. of gym, gymnastics. So now she's going to find some sort of tumbling class. So she doesn't have to do that. I think we just found our new, uh, 
a new enterprise. We started gymnastics school. Non-competitive that's gymnastics. Just like, yes. once you learn to do a backflip, you become an instructor. <laughs> like, it's just like, that's that's the it's goal. It's going to be a terrible school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I mean, obviously. <laughs> but, you know, I, I was thinking that it would probably be more unique probably 10 years ago, 20 years ago. But, I mean, I guess a lot of kids are looking at, like, you trying to be in their own YouTube video yeah. or, or what have you. Because, I mean, but here they have an opportunity and we're all industry people so they they're exposed to some of this like Delaney wanted to try acting for a short bit and then she went to one on a audition eventually that it was just like this, this person it was a bunch of six-year-olds and this guy gave them like a 15-minute explanation and you don't do that to six-year-olds because no. they you know they're gone after minute one yeah. and she's like i don't want to do this anymore and i'm like cool Whereas, you know, and Everly's like, can you get my agent, your agent to do things? I want to do, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to. And it, it's, it's weird a little bit, but you know, Delaney wants nothing to do with it, you know? So sounds like Charlie's a little bit like that. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know if it was this, uh, you know, mystery anecdote that I can't remember, but he's very much about art, mm -hmm. but for the sake of art. Yeah. Same with Delaney. Is he currently on this show that he's bored with? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's right. been renewed for a sixth season and, um, he thinks, you know, I, and he says that if he was on something like Breaking Bad, something really dope and cool. Can you give me something where I'm so mad? He's 13. Okay. And, 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 but he, he just, he, he watches, he watches edgier stuff. He doesn't have any expenses. It's because like an actor with expenses is like, I just want a job. I just want something that I can get some money. Right. His frame of reference like, is so no, different. I only want to do dope shows. <laughs> He's aware of it now. He's older now. He's mature. Like we were, we went to the picket line because his show was having an event and we were talking strike and I was like saying to my other buddy, it was like the crew was there too. And I was like, I just, I just want this to end. This is so bad. I was like, Henry is the only SAG actor who Who's is happy, happy about the strike. <laughs> and he says right away, he's like, that's because I don't have to put food on the table. And I was like, I really appreciate you saying that, buddy. Right. <laughs> well, you know, and I bet I bet there's other kids that feel the same way he does. I bet there's other, other kid, kid actors. actors? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sure yeah, there yeah, are. Yeah. 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 The frame of reference is well, once again, same thing. This is just extra. I mean, it's it's, it's no yeah, like yeah. when he signed up, he didn't know he was signing a six year contract. Right. Yeah. He was six years old. Yeah. yeah. So he. Well, I mean, it's also I'm like we were like at one point he wanted to quit. And we were like, this is crazy. <laughs> like, like, what can we do to make the experience more enjoyable? Um, we don't because like, you know, quit, quitting it, this is, yeah. is it's insane financially. It's not like we weren't like he, he has a good environment that. Mm -hmm. And so we were, I don't think we were being bad parents by like trying to encourage him to like stick it out and see what was wrong. But um, he. Yeah. <laughs> work child work <laughs> taking my goddaughter to um <laughs> disneyland on the Titans caribbean ride and we're still in the bayou area at the very beginning which he's like uh, i want to get off this thing yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh yeah no that happened that's yeah, exactly. it like, no, 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 <laughs> but it's, you guys are wonderful man yeah <laughs> 
Well, and if you think of it from a kid brain point of view, you know, at 13 years old, you're in your sixth season of a sitcom, which sitcoms are half his life. Yeah. And they're very formulaic. Yeah. You know, so in his mind, he's like, I go to work and do the same thing every single day. You know, so in a kid brain, that's the first way for a kid to get bored. You know, because it's probably not and challenging. Six year old self is so different than thirteen year old. Oh yeah, self, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like it's a complete. Yeah, and he was so nervous to go up and do the pilot. Like he, had, we had to use like magic spray on his stomach because from the like the infirmary at at uh, the CBS Radford lot because mm-hmm. he was like he's like I don't my I stomach like when he gets nervous he gets stomach ache and he was like I think they're just gonna have to reschedule the shoot of the pilot because. And we're like, well, that's that's not that's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, and we were all so excited. It was like a party. Like there was a whole crowd there, like every Tuesday night, and it was insanely cool. And we were all excited about it. And eventually, like COVID happened, and oh, it's so like a three camera live. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. it's the best gig in Hollywood. Really, something that the infirmary has. Well, I don't know. The, I guess I guess this nurse had <laughs> dealt with child actors before. Wow. It was so cool and it worked. It worked like a charm and magic uh, spray. That's yeah. I, I, I would love to have some of that. My uh, my youngest daughter. You do. You just need a spray bottle. And it's yeah. not it's not invasive. <laughs> for me. For me. I want it for yeah, me. Wow. <laughs> But my, my youngest daughter had a bug bite and we're, I was trying to leave for work and get her off to school at the same night. It's pandemonium in the morning. Like I'm trying to get out the door and she's like, I have this bug bite and it itches really bad. I can't go to school all day with it itching. And I'm like, I don't know where the anti-itch cream is. So I had, you know, that, uh, the like uh, Goldman yeah. aerosol spray. Yeah. Oh, aerosol spray. I, I had an old can of it that was just air. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, this is what this is for. That's magic spray. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And she's like, it feels Did better it already. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you're the smart one. <laughs> it's got that smell on it. Still. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That There's something there. Oh, right. She's, she's, right. she's yeah. right as rain. Well, and, and uh, in case you ever guys ever want the, the, the bug sucker things. Have you, have you seen no, it? what is that? Oh, yeah. It's like these little suction things you put on bug bites so that they can, it pulls out the, the, the venom. The venom. Oh. Oh. Essentially, uh, the other thing is, um, hey, make an X in that with your thumbnail. Yeah, that's classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool yeah. shot. I mean, I'm fine with lying to my kids as long as the end result's good. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so, so the flip side is, you know, Jorge, you're identifiable. How are you going to, or do you approach your daughter being in public and keeping her shielded, or or just at least protected? Well, she's still young, so we still have. Um, limited public outings mm-hmm. as far as um, and you know I got lucky she was born during the pandemic mm-hmm. so I got just we were that was all home time for all that kind of stuff like that um, we haven't quite figured out too much as far as like beyond that the few times we've posted about her we don't show her face mm-hmm. so we do mm-hmm. things like that and we've asked people who when we're in like big group Things like we went to a family reunion and we're like, hey, please, if you post, don't post pictures of the kid and stuff right. like that. And you're trying to keep that part of her private. Like, I have this plan that when she's like 18 and be like, hey, is it cool if we post pictures of you to then start start an Instagram account uh, of like a rapid growth progression oh, yeah, that's of cool. like, here's highlights of the kid and kind of like, <laughs> and kind of go through that I think would be kind of fun to kind of recreate because it's sure. just kind of fun just kind of like sometimes you sit and you see you look at what is 
look at her from exactly a year from now as close as you can can and just being right. like, wow, that's crazy. Um, so I don't know. That's that stuff to that's a bridge we cross when we right. get to yeah. it, I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, we I mean, push around the stroller like the farmers market and stuff like that, and I I, I just try not to worry about it. I yeah. think so I think you kind of end up. You know, making the scene sometimes when you try too hard to sure. avoid right. the scene. So I'm just going to... What's, yeah. what's been your experience in public? Are people pretty respectful? They leave you alone? or Especially if you have your daughter with you? Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty ignored. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get as much public reaction as I used to. So it's like there's times when all of a sudden you're like, oh... The right people were in the right, this place at this time. But, sure. Um, most of the time, I'm leaving the house on my own, anyways, and my wife kind of staying in with the kid, and I'm going out to get supplies or mm-hmm. run run the errands yeah. on my right. own. Right. I, I remembered the anecdote. No. Oh, okay. All right. Fascinating. Good. So we can leave that so in. Cool. Yeah, we'll just, I'll let me start, start over. over. I'm like, how do I Anyway, okay. So, all right. So we were, we're picking. This is at the beginning of my older son's my older son's acting career. I think he had already done 13 Reasons Why mm-hmm. and it was before he booked this uh, pilot for the show. But he, I think he had just, he just booked a Super Bowl commercial mm-hmm. and we went to pick him and his brother up at their school and uh, his younger brother kind of ran out and he's always, he, he, he has very little impatient, impatience for his younger brother who's very like, he's like mercurial and he does what he wants and, and, he's, yeah. and the older one's more responsible because birth order anyway he's like you idiot and then we they jump in the car and my wife says hey you booked the commercial and he's like yeah and, and i go we're we're so proud of you buddy and my younger son my, my younger son he goes are you guys proud of me and henry said yeah they're proud of you for almost getting hit by a car woof and we're like oh that's a huge parenting fail right there mm. Uh, anyway, that was my anecdote. It was it was so much funnier when back in the day. <laughs> now it sounds sad. Now it sounds sad. I'm so glad I mean, you got that closure. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> to be fair, I, I do want to give him credit for it was a good line. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it, was, it was a biting yeah, line yeah. for a six year old. Yeah, yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it was, it was I think line. I think that was the thing. Like you had to like look at them and see how young they were and how raw. That was for oh, so God. How old was the the younger of the two? He was like you know four and a half, five. Oh wow, wow. I guess seven and four and a half. Yeah, he's smoking pretty good. <laughs> uh, I kind of want to ask y'all about the decision about the second child. Yeah, I don't know if it really was a decision so much as like An okay, accident. we did. I mean, it, it was you know it wasn't like we was it a given. You mean from beforehand? I I think we we were avoiding the 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 concept. Let's put it that way. And so we we after that we were avoiding the concept of a third. But uh, <laughs> I think I think the big decision is. I, I mean, I have I have a strong opinion about it. I think I see a lot of people. It's 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 time. It's time for yourself and and time spent on your child. I I do feel in my gut that. I would always go for a second child because if things work out and they don't always work out, they have a companion and 100%. They, yeah. they, um, they influence each other and they, they, 
to get exposed to different things through their siblings. Yeah, and like you said, the hope is that they'll go through most of their life with somebody. And and yeah, and they get they get socialized a little bit. I don't know. And and but my wife, I remember, was very 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 concerned about having a third. Mm-hmm. About not having time for the other two. For the th- right, <laughs> and that has played out. Splits your time. It, well, I, the, it, the third, yeah. That it's like well, she's like, I love these two so much. I don't mm-hmm. want to do anything that pulls away from that. Like the re- you only have so many resources, time, and yeah. money. In well, the, I mean, you're going your from life. man to man, and then you have to go zone. So limited yeah. in your love. Love is not on that list. No, no, no. Three kids get a third of the love. It's, love is, is infinite. <laughs> Love Especially is if infinite. You, if you're married, you have to share love with other people. It's like, I get it. Oh, I don't. That's all for Reagan. Oh, it's time, no, time and money. Time and, and money is, is finite. That can, be, that can become hard. That can become hard. And I, I think timing is also a component. Some people go one boom, 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 you know, like year, year and a half. Like yes, my, my girls are true. almost four years different. And so, you know, they both got their formative years to themselves almost as opposed to, okay, I'm, I'm two years old. I'm still doing stuff, but there's a baby that they're trying to deal with. I don't know what that would be like. Yeah, no, we, you know? we have, we have our older boys are two and a half years apart. Mm-hmm. And then there's a six year gap before we had our youngest. And that's because we were indecisive about mm-hmm. what we thought mm-hmm. we were done. And something about craving that the time you're in now mm-hmm. where you're like, where you're so hands-on and so important and you're so involved with them and watching them develop is, was, we were craving it. So or I was craving it so much that we went back for a third and there is a, there is a trade-off. Like there's a lot, there's a lot of. <laughs> went back for a third. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's a blessing. Like child buffet. Yeah. Yeah. It has complications. Oh, a hundred percent. And like for us, our timing, we were so dumb because, you know, I've been with my wife since 2007. And like I said earlier, when we got together, the boys were like 10 and seven. And then we got to the point where they were like almost self-sufficient. So we could you know, go out for dinner and order them a pizza and not have to worry about them burning the house down or anything. And then we started over. So it was a weird adjustment for us. My wife always makes the joke. She's like, you know, we could be empty nesters right now. We could be doing whatever we wanted. You know, we would have so much more money, so much more time. And it is, it's time and money. I love the shit out of my kids, you know, and how did that decision process go down? Okay. Well, so, so my dad, my dad was adopted. And so I have a, a younger sister and then me, my dad has two adopted brothers. Also, they never had any children. So I was like, well, you know, it's kind of my responsibility, you know, to come up with something to keep our family lineage going, you know, and I wanted <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's purely you must pass the genes along Game of Thrones legacy <laughs> <laughs> purely biological survival of the species <laughs> <laughs> so you know I was like well you know it's it's weird now because now that the boys are older like I see no difference between them and the girls like they're all my kids you know but at the time I was like well I want something that's of mine you know I want a, a kid that's you want to play with your own toy. Biologically mine, you know. So we had my oldest daughter and 
she was a girl. So I was like, oh man, still no family name. Really? You know, yeah. So I was like, well, you don't know what the, I mean, the I, names, it goes no, through names are different now, too, though. They are. But I mean, yeah. it went through my head, too. No, I mean, I, mean, I really girls. wanted a yeah. boy first off. Yeah. I wanted a boy first off, but I think that was less about the family name, but I may be lying to myself and more about just having like, a kid I could relate to. Sure. sure, sure. Well, I mean, but I mean, when you have girl, I mean, it, it was like a fleeting five second thing almost. Yeah, but yeah, I, mean, yeah. I mean, it was like, oh, and oh, but there she is. And I love yep. her. And I, I mean, but you, know, you have that thing when you get the, you know, uh, test halfway through the sonogram and you're like, oh, yeah. OK. Yeah. Well, but, you know, <laughs> for me, it's like I'm the last fours mark of, of our family tree right. and I'm like uh, but then I'm like oh, well who cares it's an adopted name anyway my right. great grandfather was adopted who cares right right. which and, is kind of my yeah. kind of my thought and, process and so too so it was yeah, just yeah. like oh okay yeah, you, you, but it does go through your head for a hot there's second. an urge to have a biological child yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah I mean that's that's just that's just science my cousin went in Chile's got three daughters at one point talked to him about it and he was like i like having daughters because daughters like to play tea mm-hmm. yeah. and a tea party and i like playing tea party <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? as opposed to like whatever destruction like the a boy would want to yeah. do yeah. there's a different bond i think between a dad and his daughters like there's just something that i can't like put into words but you know when i get home there's a different reaction from them with me getting home. It's like dad's home, you know, like, and, and they it's like a dog versus a cat. Oh, sure. sure. <laughs> yeah, 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 The more I think about it, you're right. The, 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 the one thing, like I wasn't uh, having a daughter, wasn't shrub. The only, the troubling thing actually, the one thing that's troubling about having a daughter is the world. Yeah, yeah, well, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and, and and I mean, less rights already. Yeah, that kind of business is like going. Oh man. Yeah. What what do we, what, what? what do we do for them to keep them? Uh, yeah. yeah. To, to to give them as much as they. No, should be that getting, was part of my getting. relief when I was told I was having a boy. Like less to worry about. Well, and boys are boys having two of each. Boys are easier. Like my boys are dopey as hell, but they they were just it was so much more low impact and already with the girls it is just i'm exhausted psychologically yeah yeah it's just it's a lot of work and part of that is because they have my genetics and i'm a mess so like i'm like hey guess what dad got you anxiety and crippling depression you're welcome you know so it's that's a little bit you know frustrating too but you do worry and with the state of the world that it's in and it's like god a boy doesn't accidentally get pregnant you know, like, and then yeah. you don't have yeah. to deal with that stuff. And, you you know, you don't have to. I mean, I'm not my youngest daughter. I'm not worried about her because she will fuck a dude up. Like, like she is a very <laughs> forthright, strong willed girl. My oldest daughter, though, is very sensitive and very impressionable. Yeah. And eager to please. Like she wants friends so badly and she doesn't make friends easily. So junior high school, I'm terrified of junior high school yeah. because it's, it, you know, once she gets into that environment. And the school that we are closest to is not a great school. You know, when you when you live in a, a, a town of only 100 or a county of only 160,000 people and one school has all of the folks that make the most money uh, and then you throw a middle class kid in there, it's going to be a nightmare for her. And she's and she's awkward and she doesn't like the things other kids like. And so she's like you. Yes. 
Yeah. There's, there's always homeschooling. <laughs> Careful. <No. laughs> My sister is pushing us to homeschool our kid. She's really? like, she's like, oh, I'll, I'll give you the lessons plans. I'll do all this kind of stuff. She's like, uh, I was like, mm, I mean, that's we'll a we'll that's see. a very individual choice. I mean, it that is. really I mean, has we, to be. We, we, we thought about the idea, especially when we were in a different part of the valley. I was like, well, maybe, but what part was that? Well, we were in Valley Glen, and the local the local school wasn't the best school. I mean, and so uh, we were like, well, okay. But then we moved where we are now, which is closer to the university, and the schools are good. And uh, I was active with the school, so I was aware of who the teachers were and what the curriculum was, all that stuff like that. Because you know, I, mean, I know some people just hand off their kids yeah. to to a school, yeah. and that's not anything we really wanted to do we want to be very aware of who their teachers were i mean i know all of her teachers by name still do uh they had all the same teachers thankfully it just happened to work that way but so but if i had seen any problems i we would have considered and i i knew from just one year of at home because the the pandemic that i wanted no fucking part of trying to be a teacher like i i'm not programmed that way i I can't i I mean i have to say you can't discipline your own kids i just can't like get them to do Anything that is a hundred percent true because common theme, especially when Delaney was probably, I mean, she's almost fourteen now, and and when but she when she was like eight or nine, it was like she would be so respectful to her teachers, Uh and then she'd come home and just I'm like, yeah, they're comfortable at home, they know what the boundaries are, like you don't, you can't change the game on them. Well, no, but she would be like uh, back talking or something. Like I'm not gonna, I'm like, do you do that to your teacher? No, I'm like, why? Because th- there's repercussions yeah. or something. You know, like, well, dude, would you like repercussions? I mean, I don't want to have. It's like, yeah. And I've always said too, I would rather my kids be well behaved, respectful, and courteous in public, and come home and shit all over me. Yeah, because no. because yeah. it's like you know, I want people to have a, a good impression. Supposedly, and, and, that's know. a healthy dynamic. Feel, I hear they feel safe at home. It doesn't so, feel great no. for us. No, it doesn't. But I mean, but for me, at least it tells me they have a concept of respecting other people you know right, it's like, it's right. like, but they're, they're also that they have a happy stretch. home life that they can be comfortable enough to right well, act out and not and think of fear that. anything i don't know and think of it again from a kid's brain point of view is they're at school trying to control everything or wherever they are you know they're trying to control everything in public at the mall who cares where they're at but they're they're controlling their behavior while you know exponentially their hormones change over the course of 15 years and they're a mess and everything's changing so quickly over a short period of time and then they come home and they're like i'm done controlling that yeah. i have to Relax in the in their safe space. Yeah, yep, and it's safe. We actually ran into that a lot with my oldest daughter still to this day. But like when she went into pre K, and I've got Jorge looking over here like, mm, what is going? Yeah, what what, am, I, what am I going, yeah. going in for? I mean, part of my hangup is is the school security. Like, the, yeah, the, the, that's you know, a thing. And that also, and just being able, just being like, all right, I'm going to trust these people mm-hmm. to not be creeps. And also, yeah. like the social dynamics, like you're talking about in middle school, it's rough. Yeah. It's extremely rough, especially on girls. Yeah. Well, thankfully, in L.A., it's not common for your kids to go from kindergarten to to high school with the same cohort of people. Maybe you're lucky to have a few that come all the way through because, you know, your elementary is a feeder to one place. It depends where you live in that neighborhood. You could go to a completely different middle school. Mm-hmm. 
and then high school, same difference. Both our kids are now in a school that goes from four to 12. And so they were able to get like, my youngest is, is in fourth grade. And so she's just starting, but um, my oldest was able to get a friend group so that when she's in junior, when they just transitioned over to seventh grade, you know, sixth, seventh grade, they had already, it's the same people. And so, and it's the same school. So uh, thankfully, I think that was kind of dampened this, this transition that most of us have had when we went to junior high. It was like, oh, junior high is a big different thing. We're going to a, probably a different building, different school. They don't do that. I mean, it's the same campus. So I, I, I felt good about that in the sense of being socialized. And, and that's, stuff. I mean, that is huge because, you know, I think we talked, I don't know if it was yesterday or what, about the arts getting pulled out of where I'm from. We, we've lost band and orchestra in elementary school. Mm. Well, that's my oldest daughter's jam. And so she hasn't found her people yet. Well, I'll just tell you, that's not just Iowa. Yeah. Yeah. So. But, but, but I mean, it's, uh, Sure, you get to junior high school, you can then join that group. But now you're starting a new thing that you didn't have before and you already don't fit in. So you don't have that group of allies with you. Like I always joke, I'm like, I need her to find a group of weird kids because she would flourish because those are her people. You know, they have the same interests. And that's why it's it's scary and frustrating because it's like, man, if they would just put band and orchestra back in elementary school, they would change Everything or just rhythm sticks, <laughs> they have those actually. Yeah, <laughs> rhythm sticks. I mean, she does have a really good uh music teacher that is has created like ukulele, guitar, and piano club on Friday mornings. And uh, you know, there's a small group of kids that go do that, but it's still not quite because it's all different grade levels. So, you know, there might be one other fourth grader in there, you know, so it's it's. It, I mean, parenting is, it's fucking scary. Like, I mean, because we're all screwing it up in one way or another. Like, there, there's something we're all messing no, I, up. I'm killing him, man. Shut up. Just saw this thing that came up not that long ago was a discussion. Someone we know has a no sleepovers rule. Mm. And part of the reason why she has this rule is because she knew someone else who had a no sleepovers rule. And that person, when that person was like older, I don't know how, maybe 18 or maybe in college, something like that. And talking about how, oh yeah, my parents didn't let me, um, you know, do sleepovers that the other women in this conversation got emotional and some started crying like, Oh God, I wish my parents had that rule oh, wow. because of whatever kind of traumatic experiencing or girl on girl bullying or whatever yeah, happens absolutely. in a sleepover situation. A group sleepover or just yeah, two, yeah. No, no, two people, girls? No, no, girls like in like a group. Oh, okay. See, that's a, a, that has not been our Slumber party so far. kind of thing. Yeah, like well, and I was like, oh, geez, really? Oh God, it's another thing to be yeah, afraid my, of. My youngest and her friends, they, that, that's all they want to do. I mean, it's like... Com- well, it sounds like they have know. a good group of friends. I think they do. Yeah, they for do. me, I'm like, oh, listen, I feel like... Yeah, they can come here. Yeah. 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 That's fine. They can come here. But you're not going to go to some house where I don't even know. Sure. You know, what they keep in their closets or whatever that kind of business. Well, who's who's on the sleepover list? Like, are there any assholes in this? Right. But when it's a large group, I feel less about that because it's, you know, it's less likely. You can't sustain a large group without organization. So then it becomes... Small groups, uh, little clicks. Well, well you no, can't but, help it. But for me, I, see, my my thing is, I'd rather have a larger group because if it's just a f- 
couple of kids and I don't know the parents, then I get more concerned. Well, that's that's key. Like, yeah. know the parents. Yeah. Like, you know, but have, have rules they, about, the you know. They just, like, my youngest stays over with, I know those people right back and forth you know i mean it's like i i know those people yeah. i mean that's that's where we run into some issues um it's like oh, i need to know the parents 100 percent. no i need to know what their background is mm-hmm. i need to know what they do for well, a you have to i mean that's just yeah. common sense yeah. i think and but. i think that takes a lot of the pressure off too then you, there's less to worry about but what i do see and i, I think you're kind of talking about jorge is like when we have my, my youngest daughter has two friends over somebody is always crying Someone is always left out or upset, and and if we have that's why two kids, not three. That's part of it. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's it's it it is very interesting because sometimes there's like five kids in our house, right? Well, and it depends. I mean, it it depends on the kids, but I mean, but one of her, she went to the UCLA game last night with two of her friends, same people that she went to the Fall Out Boy concert. I mean, this ten year old is doing more than I ever did, you know, (laughs) with the first. 25 years of my life. Are you jealous? I am a little jealous, yeah. right? Yeah, he wanted a UCLA Bruins well, no, really I mean, she, bad. I mean, literally, like, she was like field level. She was on the field. I, I'm aware. I, I've, dude, I've been watching you and how upset you've been. And left, <laughs> so left this out, is a felt. sign that you're a good parent. <laughs> I know, you're giving I, her all these things. No, no, I didn't take her. <laughs> Well, you found friends who could afford it. I know, but it's UCLA, not Iowa State. And so that's what's really frustrating me. I watched him cry himself to sleep last night. It was so sad. I felt so bad for him. But they're twins, a boy and a girl. And the three of them, it's fine. I mean, maybe because of the two. Because it's like two people. They're two is one. I'm just kind of wondering because they're used to being together. They're speaking in unison. (laughs) They stand at the end of the hall. When the blood rushes down. (laughs) Is she hanging out with Tomax and Zaymon? (laughs) (laughs) Nice way to bring it back to the the kids from The Shining. It's more on them. I think the the boy, it's more that he's just healthy enough that he's like, okay, I'll just do whatever you guys are doing and never really feels left out. And I think because they, as twins, they've always just kind of done things together. And sometimes it's one, something one likes and the other one doesn't. They just lump it. You know, it's fine. There is another pair of of kids that that play and one of them, if they feel left out, it's a big deal. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it always depends on the kids. And, and that's another thing like you have to remember, especially when you're a new parent is like, people are going to tell you all kinds of stuff. Most of it's not applicable. Most of it's not true. It's like getting a dog. You know, every time you get it, when you get a dog, people are like, well, you need to feed it raw and you need to do this. And you need to, uh, if it, if it has a spot on its nose, it's probably cancer. And it's like, well, just because that was your experience. Was doesn't necessarily kids? Mean, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Spot it's there. a metaphor. Yeah. Oh yeah. no. I just, uh, she had a spot on her nose and, uh, oh, I was like, I was, I had a thing I was oh. doing and then you just derailed me for just, no, you're hurtful. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's all staying in because it was beautiful. It was a thing of beauty. It was a thing of beauty. Uh, but, you know, you can't you, you can't worry too much about other, other people's people. experience because it's it's not necessarily going to be the same. So many people told me when my girls were born, well, being a parent is this and being a parent is this. And I'm like, dude, did you forget I've already done this once? Like, I have more experience parenting than you do. Well, those aren't really your kids. That's like them's, annoying. Them's so what fighting I was telling words. you yeah. how to parent is annoying because there are no rules. Each kid is right. an individual. Each right. family is an individual. Right. You got to do what feels right to you. And 
seems to make the kids yeah. happy. Yeah. Well, unless they're screwing it up, and then you go, hey, dude, <laughs> well, <laughs> your well, kid's a wreck. <laughs> unless Tony, Tony knows what's up. Yeah, well, and I will set fire to a house if somebody's like, well, it's different. Those aren't your real kids. And I'm like, whoa, are you really going to? That's a nice thing to say. Are you really going to fucking come at me with that? Good luck. That's super annoying. Tell my yeah. pocketbook and my therapist <laughs> that. Yeah. My pocketbook, my therapist, <laughs> and my insurance premiums. Like, you tell me that those aren't my kids. Yeah. It's, so it's, I mean, it is each parenting event is very individualized okay here here's parenting here's, event event yes uh here here is the okay what Something was your like, wait a minute this is a robot <laughs> <laughs> you've entered the next parenting event <laughs> it's like event horizon like you get over it and you don't even know what's on the other side level begin um kids favorite books at i'm gonna I'm just put it like aged one and a half two you know where they they, they just loved it there was the the sleeping house you're familiar with that book? Mm-hmm. There once was a sleeping house, and in that sleeping house there was a grandmother, and in that grandmother there was a dog, and on that dog there was a flea. Like it's, it goes on to this whole thing, and then mm-hmm. it breaks it down at the like end. Like there was an old lady type thing? Sort yeah. of. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Similar, similar, but man, I read the covers off that. That was in our house. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the flappy books were like you open it up, and then a flap that you mm-hmm. another yep. yeah. That was my oldest. I just got a recent, I got a new flappy book for the kid. It was a Sesame Street hide and seek one. And they did, I'm so pissed off. There's one they designed. It's Big Bird is opening a box. It's a triangle shaped flap. So the only part that's attached is super skinny Uh piece. But the tab that you grab is on the side as opposed to the bottom. So instead of just flipping the triangle, you're flipping it sideways. So the first flip. It's already ripped. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. And not only that, oh, it's like knock, knock, who's there is the theme. And so that particular one actually is Big Bird saying, rip, rip. <laughs> What's there? And it's like, they fucking knew. They knew it. They knew this was going to get ripped off. They did it on purpose. That's good marketing. You know, replace it. It was part of the rewrite after the test audience. <laughs> this is a touchy subject. What's favorite books? Because like my two oldest ones, we read books to them all the time and they had mm-hmm. tons of favorite books and we didn't instill that in my youngest and I feel personally responsible. I feel like a failed parent no. for not doing it. But I mean, there's a ton. There's a... Uh, uh, I think the first one I really remember is Blue Train, Green Train, which is a Thomas the Tank Engine book. And I read it so many times over the years, but I did it with gusto. And that was a big one. Another one was Stop That Pickle. It's a great book about runaway pickle and all the different foods are alive and somehow it's like a fascist state all the foods want them to capture <laughs> the pickle because he's like an individual and he's trying to be free um that's keep good. me out of that jar i am not nuffle, nuffle bunny was a little older like all the mo willem books mm-hmm. are great but i think i like them more than sure right but uh yeah green train blue train stop that pick yeah I keep buying books for my own variety basically yeah yeah because yeah, you can go crazy they kids love repetition i was going to ask you that earlier about the screen time oh. stuff like oh, watching videos? the same movie again? over and again? over, and over. Yeah. again again again, again. Was, yeah. again? Yeah. like someone sends a video and it's like again again okay again it's like okay no no that's that's going nine nine now okay yeah you want to blow your brains out but now my six soon to be seven year old he's He's, he's a young sex, but he's, so he keeps repeating the same movies, but he's way into dinosaurs. So the three movies he keeps repeating are the second Jurassic Park trilogy. Mm-hmm. And 
I'm like, are we watching that again? And then I sit down, I'm like, this is becoming really dope. I like yeah. the filmmaking here. It's like, oh, it becomes yeah. like a comfort thing. It's a comfort to him. I'm a creature of, of habit too. It just needs to get to a certain age level, I think, before you... Because, like, that's... Those that's are, good. Those those are, are like, adult watch, movies. Like, yeah. Because well, sometimes, yeah. sometimes you go and you dig out, like, an old dinosaur movie, you can get some disturbing images. Oh, like, th- it's disturbing, and that's his... No, but it's, like, where it's, like, cruelty to animals. <laughs> it's, oh, like, yeah. it's, like, they're, yeah. they're putting, like, putting, like, fins on the back of a lizard, and they're <laughs> making him fight, like, a little oh, baby crocodile. And it's, like, oh, no, no. My, my kid just likes to go back, like, he watches Camp Cretaceous, which mm-hmm. is the animated series and mm-hmm. but he he's seen all the episodes a billion times and and he keeps watching but now he just goes to the highlights and he'll fast forward to where the bad guys get eaten over and over. He's like, what just, you want to see somebody else dies? You want to see somebody die? Did you have this phenomenon because my oldest I can remember exactly what she was watching. Like there was Fresh Beat Band, there was this, you know, all these other things that I know she was watching Dora I don't know that my youngest ever did because she was watching what my oldest did all the time. And so what she watches over and over is like, call me a bad parent, but Stranger Things, Wednesday. I mean, my 10-year-old, I mean, that's that's been her thing is she'll like watch those things over and over and over. And and I'm like, she just skipped over the Dora phase, you know? (laughs) She skipped over it or she watched it with her older sister? No, because her her older sister is four years older, so she was already out of Dora. So she was watching, you know, whatever, you know, when when she started watching and understanding things, you know, say three or four years old, her sister's already eight, nine years old. Yeah. So, I mean, she's watching what, eight or nine That's why you have there. a second kid, so that they can advance faster based oh, on... Oh, she 100% did. She the always wanted to catch kid. up and be where her sister was. So, I, I, it's like, sometimes we're like, you remember this show? And she's like, no, I've never, I don't know, I've never watched Dora. It's like Serena Williams became better than Venus Williams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same thing. So, what is the book for, for yours, Jorge? Uh, I think Goodnight Gorillas, top of the list. Um, brown bear, brown bear. What oh, do you see? Yeah. Is big um, monster at the end of the book. Like there are certain ones that we discover. Mm-hmm. She's she's learned pages. Mm-hmm. Like she'll like she goes, all right, all right. Because there's a part in <laughs> monster in the book where he's like, all right, all right. Oh, no, I thought so there's like a she Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, she's watching Contact. She's she's going to be and confused on a loop. All right, all right. Yeah, I think those are the ones. Although uh, a friend sent us these books, it was a, it was like an animals play Mozart book where it has these little parts where you push the button and it plays a piece from Mozart. And I was like, oh, I like this series of books. Then I started buying the other music books, and then I realized that these people also have like sound effects books where Mm. it's like night sounds. So it'd be like. You push the button and it makes the owl sound and then you turn the page and there's something else and then it makes like the, the sound of rain, the sound of whatever. And so I've been, this series, whatever this company, I've been buying books from these people all the time just because there's always something new or something fun. There's like one that was like the dance of the dinosaurs and each page has got a different dinosaur move and then at the end you put them all together. It's like choreography <laughs> and the kid gets into it flapping her hands <laughs> or roaring and stuff. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh great. Just- have, have you discovered uh, as Little Einsteins, the show made it in your house yet no it has not i recommend it like a lot of classical music a lot of learning stuff it's it's and it's catchy as hell like both my girls loved it there's this uh one of like the apple news articles about like these are like 
kind of must-haves for a toddler kind of like different random toys and one was it's like it's like it's like a little it looks like a transistor radio with like some little ring bits on the end of it and it plays about maybe four classical music pieces and a very simple thing and and it's it's a very it was a very good kind of like uh oh this will settle her kind of mm-hmm. thing and and she she digs it and and she'll still every now and then just be walking around with it and just pushing the button and do the so next song walking around with her, her classical walkman and her uh blow molds uh <laughs> well she one at a time because she only has two hands and she can't she's carrying that kitty and she can't carry anything else <laughs> I, I got a question for you guys yeah. have you noticed like your kids modeling your behavior like you like i always say like i want my kids to read more but i never read or if I'm, if the rare occasion I'm reading, I'm reading a book on a Kindle app on my iPad. So it looks like I'm looking at my iPad. And I know that my oldest, Henry, when he was like four or five, I was in the BHP class with you guys and I was putting up scenes and I was working on that on the side. And he literally told me maybe a year later, he thought I was an actor. He thought that was my job. And I was like, did that influence your decision to like say yes when we said take an acting class? And say yes when mm-hmm. there was that play that got him started and everything and, and he was like yeah I thought you were an actor and if it's not what you say it's what you do mm-hmm. well you were saying something about now he's trying to edit his own things do you think that's I don't I feel like he came to that on his own like okay. he f- he watched YouTube videos and he like before he started acting he put together a little video where he shot directed acted in it and it was like a remaking of the titanic at my mother-in-law's pool and it was and he put it and he edited it together there at the pool he was like four and a half five it was amazing Mm -hmm. but maybe maybe he saw me make a little short or something Mm -hmm. i don't know but so whenever i'm complaining about the fact that they don't do something it's probably you're, you're because i don't do it right? you know sure. and like and you want to model healthy behavior for i mean they are always watching and they are certainly always listening like i've, I've seen some stuff s- slip out and i'm like oh i know where she learned that that's my fault i didn't think she was listening i shall say it right away you say something yeah. and then she says it and i was like all right <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they, they, they do they remember stuff like yeah like my youngest who you know i think he's so unaware but he's like you said that there was a dinosaur movie coming out made from legos mm-hmm. when is that and i was like oh my god that was four weeks ago but <laughs> right yeah okay yeah they're like little information traps like then they'll hold it against you later i i worry uh because of like when i see them model stuff because it always seems to be something negative like a lack of confidence yeah 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 Uh, nervousness i mean my oldest daughter for sure like her anxiety and like i try to be empathetic towards it because i remember being her age and feeling the same thing she feels but at the same time sometimes she grasps onto that and and it's it's her out it's her out you know it's like well i'm not gonna do that because i know this you know you know this makes me nervous or you know so i'm just not gonna do it or she'll use it as an excuse for her behavior you know it's like well i was just i was really nervous i was like yeah but you were a jerk man like you can't say those things to your sister or your grandma regardless of what the reasoning is behind it you just you still can't you know but then you still do it (laughs) (laughs) i had this thing where the first time she threw a tantrum i laughed because it was freaking adorable (laughs) and i got her upset (laughs) that i laughed at it 
And I was like, but how does she know that my laughing at it is something to be upset about? Yeah. I don't remember now that one. But th- th- even recently, she did something that's just so cute and endearing, and I laugh, and then the bottom lip comes mm-hmm. out yeah. because I'm laughing at her. And, and that reminds like, her what? of but what what make how did she get that it was directed at, that, at her that behavior that was a thing yeah. like that i was like did she somehow got socialized to understand that it was like i, I don't, don't know well i mean you you and your wife you're the only reflection she has so i mean i guess socially she's going to play off of whatever you're getting she didn't have anything else right i mean it's she's, just, she's just, throwing just, a tantrum because she wants some, this, something this wasn't a tantrum thing this was later this is like she just did something cute right and i was like <laughs> you know it's like it's that slow build <laughs> right oh yeah yeah you, you see it coming yeah well, that was the second one was because that was something she was. That was a reaction she wasn't expecting. Like she wasn't trying to make you laugh. Yeah, so there was like that disconnect. Maybe the first one though is interesting to me. But for me, I'm like going if it's something and it makes someone laugh. I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's good to know. That's good. Register, you, you know, make them laugh. Use that to my advantage. Later. <laughs> I was like, oh man. I think I think it's I think they're trying to communicate. No, I think I think she's trying. My guess is my guess, and I don't know. She's trying to communicate with you, and she's frustrated. This is what I deal with my youngest. He loses his mind when he's trying to communicate something, but he's, he can't convey. But maybe something like that. Like okay. the, the, what she was trying to convey to you was not get you to laugh, and that was frustrating to her. Maybe. And they're still just as much as we're trying to figure out parenting. They're trying to figure out being a little person. So like sometimes similar to what you're saying, they're trying to do a thing and it doesn't come out right either. So like they, they, they have that like short circuit of nothing makes sense to them right then. But a lot of shit that they do is really funny when they screw it up. Like, okay. I mean, it really yeah. is. It really is. And what do you do? It, it, it never, you know, gets old sometimes. No. <laughs> like, yeah, my wife is like, like don't correct like, him. I love when he says the wrong grammar and I'm like, oh, it's yeah, getting yeah. a little old yeah. though. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. When she gets the sound of a pig right, I'm going to be so sad. <laughs> yeah. Right, I know. Because like we heard like at, at, at the start, <laughs> oinks and quacks are basically the same noise every time, and her quack has gotten much more clear and much more defined. Her oink isn't quite there yet. Still, it's still my favorite of all the animal noises that she makes. She was like, oink, <laughs> and it's like, I'm always like trying to encourage you. Got to record that, but yeah, I, I you would too. Because I, I mean, keep there are catch words it. and phrases like, and you hear there's a little more oink in it now. And I'm like going, oh, that's gonna be gone. It's fleeting. Yeah. It was uh, it was uh, M and M's and marshmallows, the two words for me, because they're M M M M's and marshmallows. <laughs> I forget like ninety percent of them. That's what I'm I saying. Forget them. She says them she says fox and fork the same way, and it's the F word. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say, and that's similar to the third word. I uh, say don't correct her. <laughs> no, no. I mean, like Everly would would call her drink her nana forever. I mean, and, but those are the things that you forget. Is like all as time goes on, you're like those my wife remembers things. more. Of them. That was a big thing during the pandemic because they had said like when every day is the same you're not going to remember mm-hmm. yeah. uh, the details because there's no events. There's yeah, no, there's right. no way I don't have any events and stuff like that. So I started getting into this habit at night, like when we're getting ready for bed and stuff, asking my wife, what was your favorite moment with the kid today? 
and just kind of like talking about and kind of reliving these little right. yeah. memories that's, that's and stuff. A, that's a great thing to do. That, yeah, it's an amazing idea. Because, yeah, I mean, it's funny because I, I know what Delaney's first word was and then everybody, like, what was my first word? I'm like, uh, you know, it's like after a while, you some of that, those firsts. Yeah, I've been things. trying to journal a little bit of it. Too. That's right, right. which is great because the day, then you have the that day. not only for them but for you, so that you can the be day like, I yeah. made you cry. <laughs> you're, you still have a young child, and maybe a second one coming. You can not screw it up the way we have. Yeah. It's gonna learn from all of our mistakes. <laughs> oh, so my books, just uh, real quick. Uh, I books. love you. We were talking about books. No, that's cool. I was just gonna give it to you. I love you this much. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, that's good. And then don't. Delaney loved like these Disney books with uh, with counting in pairs and and you know it's kind of uh, her there was one where uh, how many Finding Nemo and they had all the fishes and it was like how many squids are there how many are there? and then and then she had names for things and when she would open the page she was like ah the roly poly roly poly roly poly you know and so she oh, just liked great. counting and things like that's that good. yeah yeah so that also for anyone who has boys. I stink is a like Jim McMullen or something. Anyway, it's a garbage truck book. Mm-hmm. They all my kids freaking love. We've, we've got garbage one. trucks. They love. I stink. We've got all one kids on garbage trucks. Yeah, we've got one about cra- the crack in your butt. Like the kids, oh, the kids cracking his butt falls off. So like he has, <laughs> he has to try to make a new butt crack. It. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> is that a Shakespeare? Play? Yeah, yeah, most likely. I mean, it's, it, he stole it from somebody. Loosely based on the crack of Verona. <laughs> you know, I, I, like I think I really like that idea of asking, like, what was your like? What a way to be present, and uh, what a cool thing for you and your wife to share too. Like, hey, what was your favorite thing today? Well, and it's interesting that you guys do that that for yourselves because we do that for the kids. We pick them up and it's like, what was your favorite thing at school today? What what didn't you like? But we never do that for each other. And, And I don't even know that we've even touched on that yet. Like how important it is. To have a, a, a parenting experience with whoever you're parenting with, and you don't you don't even have to have the same outlook on parenting, but to just be both be involved. Like for for my wife and I, it's very 50-50. Like our kids don't really care. Like if they're upset, they don't really care who's there as long as one of us is there. And that you know, like I when when both girls were born, I took like three weeks off work and stayed home to just like have that same experience that my wife was having of getting up in the middle of the night, being dog ass tired, being miserable, you know, but spending that time with both girls, getting up, feeding them and watched a lot of Star Trek Next Generation and Sons of Anarchy. Maybe that's why my kids are so confused, but staying up and doing those things and like having a a shared parenting, you know, I, I know a lot of guys back home that have nothing to do with parenting their kids, nothing. And it's like, man, why are you missing out on that? So I should have been. Well, no, I want your kids to turn out okay. So okay. Reagan probably should be mostly involved. But uh, other than that, you know. Okay. My wife is, I, I mean, she's better at it or more involved than me. I'm extremely involved, yeah. extremely involved. But she still takes it to another level where she treats them like equals and she gets down and makes sure they're okay and talks out tons of stuff with them. And I, 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 I'm not as good at it. And I'm proud of her and. 
I guess I just, it's like, you know, she's driven to do it even more than I am. And sometimes I, I like a more hands off and let them figure it out. But I thank God she does it all the time. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, just being involved in some way is really important. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I don't want to paint myself as like, <laughs> like what, 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 what were their names again? Dead. I'm just saying she's super, super. I just, I, my wife just told me we have three kids. I, I didn't realize. So. Oh, really? Yeah. I, oh. I, I, I Where's the other one? I have no idea. No, I'm just kidding. <clears throat> yeah, like, like I said, you can have my wife and I are both very different in our outlook toward parenting and our parenting styles and stuff. So I won't say it doesn't cause problems occasionally, but we're both involved. So it I, works mean, out. I think that's standard. I mean, everybody's got their own opinions. I, if, if, if it was uh, maybe there's some people that are married that have exactly the same parenting styles, but I doubt it. Right. Well, but is there one authority that overrules? Oh, God, no. Because that, like, that has caused problems before, you know, and because they'll do that on purpose. The kids will do that on purpose. They'll ask for something and won't tell me that, that they asked somebody. That they, that they, something, wife, yeah. that the decision was already made. Mm-hmm. And then because we're different, my answer will be different. Mm-hmm. And then I'll find out later that they played us. And I'll be like, look, man, you can't do that. If mom said no, the answer is no, even if I don't agree with it. Like, she's already said no. We're not going to argue about it because we, we try really hard not to argue in front of the mm-hmm. kids, too. Mm-hmm. And like we're not I mean, it doesn't always work. But, it, you know, even if I don't agree with her saying no, I'm certainly not going to try to veto her in front of the kids. Right. Or, I mean, you know, it, it, that's the thing. Don't argue about parenting in front of the kids yeah. for sure, because no. then they're like, well, number one, uh, they get the idea that maybe you're confused about what you're doing, right. but number oh, two, oh, they know that. No, but, but no, but then number two, like you said, they're like, okay, who can I play? Right. <laughs> who, oh, yeah. who, who's, who's open to this play. And, and, and especially my youngest one, she knows she can play me. So she'll come to me and be like, Hey dada, can I have such and such? And I'll be like, well, I guess so. Mm-hmm. She's like, okay, she'll go do it. And then Jenny be like, I told her no. And I'm like, how am I going to get out of this? You know? So yeah, it's, it's, it's tough and it's a constant dance. I mean, but I, yeah, I, I, I used to, I used to think with the boys, like, no, I'm putting my foot down here. That did not go well. It, it was not healthy at home at all. Now I know that my upbringing and the parenting or lack thereof that happened to me, the way that I parent is a direct result of that. Do you, can you guys think of any formative things from when you were kids that either made you say, I will parent this way or I won't parent this way, either because it was modeled really well or because you're just like, I want to try something different? Um, physical punishment isn't going to happen. Right, 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 right. Same. Yeah, I mean. Did, were you f- physically punished? Oh, yeah. My, You know those green bamboo sticks that come with, like, when you buy, like, a a plant at the supermarket. Oh yeah. Uh, so there was one of those that sat on top of the, um, the thing that rings when they push the doorbell. And, uh, you know, I got hit with that a few times. And you were like, never, I'm not passing this on as you're getting hit. I hate this. At, but, the, at the time I wasn't thinking about how, what kind of a dad I'm going to be. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it works in the movies. Uh, and, uh, I, I mean, the, of that generation, they're they're very much of like I, I did it and or it happened to me and I turned out okay. Sure, that right, 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 same, right. Yeah. I, don't know, I was like, the, the, that's fine, but I just that's not going to be part of the relationship that I have with my daughter. Yeah, I, I mean, I I struggle sometimes with balancing what I grew up with as far as being my parents being strict, my dad and 
particular and how strict I am with my kids. I'm not nearly as strict, but then I'm like, are they missing out on some sort of uh, discipline that, you know, self-discipline? Well, concern you get when a kid does something that actually scares you. Like you said, yeah. when like the kid ran in front of the car and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like even when my dog runs out on the street or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And then That's I a- see it like turn into like a physically violent like it could vary like I, I get the, 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 the because of the fear and the yep. other thing caught up you're like going don't do that yeah like, well right. I mean, and, and that's and that's just I think everybody yells yeah. in those instances and I think it's totally yeah. permissive right. to yell and right. get freaked like, out so they can understand the importance of not doing that well like I was saying earlier it's you know my oldest would say well I'm not afraid of you like I'm afraid of my teacher <laughs> like because my teacher might do something like give me a bad grade and I sometimes wonder if I'm like missing. It's like no, I, I don't want them to be afraid of me. But I current want understanding <laughs> of good parenting says that's good. Yeah, it does, but you're also like, why are you afraid of the teacher? The fear of the bad grade. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like some sort of ramifications? I don't want to do that. But that's her also telling you, like, I know you will always love me. So like the the fear is that the teacher will dislike no, her. One hundred percent. But when you're like, in the moment of disciplining your child, and you're like, I I, I am not going to resort to any physical or in general. I mean, it's like we tried taking away things from them at one point in time, and I I'm such a softie that I'm like, ah, yeah, you know. Half an hour later, like, okay, you can have it back. Type of thing, well, you know. Yeah, well, right now, like for me, it's like if the kid says the word, she gets what she asked for. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 She's yeah. saying the word. Yeah. yeah. But that's like that's smoothie. Con- you want smoothie? That is the parenting philosophy in our house. Is if the it kid is. says the words, they basically get it because they're supposed to learn self-control. But that's what I'm wondering is for me and and I my my girls are awesome. Yeah, okay. They're, 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 they're they are they are good kids. Yeah. Well uh regulated and, but I always worry like they've really never had consequences but thankfully I don't think they've needed them. But then I wonder if there's a, if if a later in life they're going to like come to this rude conclusion that it's like, "Oh, there is negative things that can happen and, you know, I mean, I I think my my displeasure is enough for them. So, so you just want to create some consequences even though they're not doing something wrong? No, no. I mean, I, I <laughs> this is because you remember being disciplined and you think you're doing something wrong now because you're I, not disciplined. You know, it's like, uh, you know, I, I look at, and you guys probably all have had this and most people at home would probably have this, is like, my kids will only eat certain things. Oh, God. Right? Yeah. And when I was growing up, my dad's like, you eat that or you eat nothing. Yeah. You know, and, and that was it, Right. I can't do that because then they're like, for, for whatever reason, my, my brain's like, I want to say, no, that's all you have. But then they won't. And I'm like, well, what do I do? So <laughs> you make an alternative meal? Most often. Okay. I mean, but thankfully they only eat like five things anyway. So it's like. I'm a short order cook. And so is my wife. Like whatever they need at whatever time. Right. It's so not, annoying. If but, we had more discipline, then we'd have more control in our lives. Would be better. It becomes, am I doing them a disservice in the future where it's like, that's not I how mean, life really is. I mean, yes. <laughs> I mean, they'll I mean, they'll I mean, learn yes. it. They'll learn it. They've already learned it at school. We kind of do it. This is the meal what we're serving mm-hmm. and she's at the age where sometimes she eats a lot sometimes she doesn't eat anything right. it's, 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 and apparently that's just how it is at that age so yeah got for sure so I like think on this age, and then we see and then you know mm-hmm. so like that's the meal she's like okay so maybe we'll try it again later and mm-hmm. stuff like that but uh, we in the moment of the meal we don't offer an alternative but then later when she's hungry 
We can offer whatever. She's got pouches of food and all right. kinds of things like that. But, that sounds good. Hold that line. <laughs> I mean, hold that line. I mean, she, she, I mean, I will say at that age, the, they were more open to eating pretty much anything. I mean, yeah, well, she's yeah, interested yeah. in what we're eating too. Like, exactly. So we, we tried for a little while where she would eat one thing, we eat something else. But she's like, want some? Want some? Mom, someone wants to know what we're eating, yeah. whatever it is, mm-hmm. and stuff like yeah. that. So then she starts getting interested in that. It's a disaster at our house. I mean, like, my older daughter will eat anything. But, like, sometimes it's like, all right, she's been, if she's so naughty, it's like, all right, you need to go to bed. Just go to bed. Well, what about supper? I was like, no, you're going to bed. Wake up in the morning, and hopefully we'll have a better day. And have I ever stuck to that once? Fuck no. I can't send her to bed without supper. She'll be hungry. You know, like, so I'm like, I, I can't even stick to that. Or like if, if we're eating something and my youngest is super picky, she eats nuggies, mm-hmm. pepperoni pizza, mm-hmm. noodles, mm, uh, ramen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, ramen. And uh, there's something else that, oh, SkittyOs. Right. And it's like, what was last Skittles is a meal. Well, that's a, well, that's a Sunday, food, that's right? That's Sunday dinner, Sunday dinner. And I'm like, none of that is healthy. Like there is not a healthy thing. There's not a vegetable in mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And you know, me as a kid, I liked vegetables. So it blows my mind. Tomato sauce is a vegetable. It depends on the tomato sauce, I think. It's a fruit. No, no. Dan Quell told me. <laughs> okay, well, he also couldn't spell potato. <laughs> so it's tough for me because I'm like, I liked vegetables when I was a kid. And one night, and this, like, I feel terrible about this. One night we had corn. And my youngest daughter does not like corn. And it's like a legitimate thing. She just does not like it. She's not being difficult. She doesn't like it. Well, I didn't know that. And so I'm like, you will sit at this table until you finish eating your corn. And so she you know, she didn't want to stay. So she t- takes a bite and then she threw it up like because oh. she just d- did not like it. Mm-hmm. And if you don't think that that comes up on a regular basis, like she will bring that up. Remember that time you forced me to eat corn and I threw it up, dad, and you were so mean to me. And I'm like, yep. And I was. And I'm that, sorry. That yeah. parenting style that yeah. Yeah. Of, of like, you've got to do this yeah. is like antithetical in our house. And honestly, like for the most part, it's not a good. Not good, trying good. to get them to finish. It the doesn't food. work. Yeah. 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 It's like, it's like yeah. there's a corn if you want it or not. Yeah. yeah. When we were going to clean plate. Oh my God. I'm still suffering from that. I'm suffering from it physically. Can I be excused? We'll eat a couple more bites of this and then you can be. I mean, I still do it. I still like find myself wanting wanting to do that and my wife is sort of trying to parent me out of it right but but i remember being a little kid six seven years old at my grandmother's house in brooklyn and my great-grandmother who and they all lived through the depression Mm -hmm. i was like eating breakfast in front of her and i paused i paused to take a drink or something and i just hear like he thought she thought i was done i wasn't gonna finish my meal and i was like (laughs) and to this day i can't if I see anyone here, yeah. no, but like no, I don't. I, I don't hear it. But like, I, if I see someone wasting food, it, mm-hmm. I, I, it's a, yeah, no, I have a ridiculously unhealthy relationship with food. And I think yeah. that one, because we didn't have any money when I was a kid mm-hmm. and like it was the idea of any of that food going to waste. And I'm still a reason why I love leftovers because leftovers to me are just the same as a brand new meal. Like because we had to eat leftovers on a regular basis. Because you know. love not wasting food. Right, right, right. And so so what I've what I want to have work and it hasn't worked yet is just like at least try everything. You don't have to like it. But it, even that's not working. No, because we do that too. It's like, try it, please bite. 
type of thing, yeah. you know. But um, my oldest would be like this tiniest, smallest bite of anything. I'm like, you, you can't even tell what if it's a sandwich, right? Okay. It's like I just ate this little corner of bread. You know, right. I know how you feel about bread. Eat the thing <laughs> exactly. In the bread, you try the actual thing together as a whole thing. Yeah. yeah, and I don't like. I don't want my kids to have a bad relationship with no. food. I mean, that's that's why I struggle. Like my weight, you know, was like crazy. Pass that along. Hundred percent. Like my dad was. I mean, once again, we didn't have a lot of money either. Mm-hmm. But and so uh, my sister and I still talk about it. It's like we would sit at the table and we would have things like liver and onions, which we hated, oh. or like bean soup. And you know, serving that to kids. <laughs> That's back in the day. Yeah. yeah. It's back in the day. It's like a cartoon music. Yeah. <laughs> no, but not in Iowa. It's like, it's it's like little rascals. <laughs> I'm just saying in Iowa it's not. Uh, and there's some people who love liver and onions. Uh, yeah, 100%. I can't. Mm. With a nice tall glass of castor oil. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, I love fried onions, but when my sister and I would walk in the house and we'd smell fried onions, I'm like, crap. I know what's with it. <laughs> crap. Uh, and to the point where, I mean, we would, like my sister more than I, she would like take the, the liver, put it in her mouth, swallow it with milk because she just hated it. Yeah. But then my dad, and this is the weird he was like okay you can't have milk until you finish your liver Ugh. I'm like why do you care she's right. as long as she's finishing it yeah, you know and then, and then for a while there there was like well that that we would feed it to the dog <laughs> but was, you know but and I don't want that for my kids right. but then I want to make right. sure that they have vegetables yep. and they have a good you know relationship or, or at least have some kind of a, a basis to understand like what food is mm-hmm. and like what's healthy and what isn't they're also gonna like you know pattern your behavior like if you, they see I, I, I disagree well no I mean my kids are, my kids are good about it my wife has done a good job they leave shit on their plate they're like I'm done and I'm like oh yeah I don't mind that I mean I have to like stop myself from eating it yeah but they get quesadilla yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not hungry, but but yeah, but they that that is something through the help of my wife that uh, we have successfully not passed on. But you were asking like things that you want to pass on or not pass on. Right. Like I was, I had such a good relationship with my dad, hmm. and 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 he was like my best friend, and so I was craving that with my boys, and hmm. now I feel like I'm the needy one. I'm like, you guys, you guys want to watch a movie, and they're like, no, we're good, and like. Like once they got past a certain age, and so I want I want to have that relationship that I had with my dad with my kids, mm-hmm. and I think I have it, but I'm not sure, and I can't. And well, the you're on the other side now, so you other don't really side know. of I mean, you don't know what what their friends I don't know what they're thinking, is, yeah. right? Yeah, but uh, like it's you want to find a common activity. Yeah. to do with them but you're also selfish it, it can't be boring you want to enjoy it too i grew up doing every sport and all this and my girls don't really care same know? thing and here so, and, and, yeah. and you know every once in a while like yeah like right now everly's into soccer because her friends are into soccer i'm like go 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 because it's what their friends are into yeah. now it yeah. doesn't matter what you're into but like when uh i had uh delaney when she was younger uh in uh t-ball and she was the prototypical 
little girl watching butterflies in the outfield. <laughs> she was, I mean, it was like, I was yeah. like, that's not her thing. And I was like, and so sometimes I'm looking for the same thing that I had when I was younger. And, and it does not the but same thing. But my dad thing. had to get into the things I was into. Or he read, but like, like I was into the New York Mets watching baseball games and he didn't care about it, but he got into it mm-hmm. because I was. And my, my wife keeps telling me, just get into what they're doing. I was like, I can't hang with them on the video games. Like, oh, yeah. They're too exactly. good at it now. And my and daughter wants me to take my oldest wants her, me to take her and I'm honestly consider up to San Francisco to see these triplets on that are on YouTube uh, they have some sort of concert and the tickets are like 90 bucks I mean that's pretty cheap for a ticket but I mean for YouTubers <laughs> is all yeah, I'm saying yeah, I mean these yeah. are and, and so it's, it's hard I, exactly to your point and but I'm like okay I, I will probably do this so that I'm participating in her world do you do you guys both feel like you're both actors do you have enough time to spend with the kids during the day you're, do you feel it like, do you ever get worried that like like i don't want to do that because i need me time and i need work time and I, i'm sorry i can't do that i can't i can't do the activity you want to do at, at, it depends on the day i mean honestly it depends on the day and i mean your kid's pretty young so you're gonna they're going to devote what they need, and, and they need a lot. Well, and Jorge's yeah. busier than I am. And I but have, you know, there, there are moments where I, I sneak off to do some things that are whatever, acting-related, like that. And, uh, you know, my wife is there to cover, so it's not that, at the moment, isn't that big a deal. And I've been so far lucky that the jobs I have done since the baby was born have been in town, all of them. Mm. So that's been great. Mm-hmm. But on any given day... Working or not working. I find like there's not enough. Oh, I had dreams of like making a side project and making a movie or something. But I like I don't want to do that anymore because I don't want to spend any more time away from my family because it's it's hard enough making a living. I think that's a valid feeling to feel. I mean, I definitely, you know, once the baby showed up, it definitely was like going, oh, no, this is what it's all about now. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I will say for my end of things. I am coming to the other end of them needing me 24-7. I mean, they're in school, all this other thing. Yeah. So I, I feel more comfortable in doing things for myself now than I did before. But yeah, like, you know, for the last 10 years, it's been like, I have to make sure that I have the time for them. And that may mean passing on, you know, X, Y, or Z yeah, especially if, if Reagan's teaching or whatever. In many ways, everything I'm doing, I'm doing for them. Working a job, I'm doing for them. Yeah. And it's very much in our current home dynamic is uh, my wife does most of the hands-on with the baby while I go, okay, I'm going to make dinner. I'm going. I'm the one who gonna does the cooking. Yeah. Or it's like, oh, I got to go take care of this house issue or things like that you know so those things can get done basically and um so this is a, there, there is this kind of like where i'm hanging out with the kid and it's great and then i'm like going okay um i need to step away now yeah, yeah. yeah. that happens yeah. take care of some things or yeah. do do other stuff just because in the back of my mind it's just this notion of like i have to run the household as well kind of things like that i don't like having that split attention when i'm doing uh, when I'm with the kids, I wish I could just be a hundred percent there with them and not think about, I need to do something for me or the house or my I career. The, the, the biggest taste of that was when I was, when my wife went away 
for a while and I brought my mom up to be another set of hands basically but it doesn't didn't quite live up to an extra dog was brought into the mix uh, and then there is also hosting right mom and make lunch for mom mm-hmm. on top of it so I was like going uh, maybe in the future do other things uh, have a different plan but also like basically being like alright that's it I'm not rehearsing anything I'm not working on anything it's just I'm just gonna be the dad and just the kid likes to hang out in her room with the lights off <laughs> and I'm like alright I'll do this just sit on the beanbag and, and well it was interesting because when, when, when his wife went away we were like oh well we can play some oh, yeah, board after games. she goes to bed after the kid goes to <laughs> Sleep. We can. You can come over and we'll play some board games and stuff like that during some days. <laughs> and then I hit him up like, like two forget, days in. Forget He's like, no. Goes to sleep <laughs> is when I'm doing dishes <laughs> He's and like, washing nope. clothes <laughs> and all that other kind of stuff. What I find is what you've brought up is something I am struggling so badly with right now because one, I work a job that I absolutely hate. Right. So when I get home from work, I'm exhausted and I'm not like I'm not present. Like I'm not a good, you need me to yeah, and I'm not frankly I'm just not a good dad right now because yeah. I'm unhappy you yeah know? so so then I immediately feel guilty if I do something for myself you know but what we all have to acknowledge is you you still have to do the self care stuff because if you don't do that then you run the risk of one not being present when you are dealing with the kids and two that they're shedding being, that negative negative yeah, uh, outlook yeah. well and and there being uh, some resentment you know you don't want to resent your kids because that because you're not doing the things you want to do so you have to find some kind of a balance and that's what i'm terrible at no it's, it's like like i agree you gotta you gotta take the self-care time but like at the end of the day it's almost like okay i did my job i did my self-care time it's time to go to bed right i don't have time for the kids right 100%. this is terrible and like like i said and your xbox time i mean right no. i'm at a point right now where i'm not happy with the way that i'm handling it like i don't feel like i'm doing a good job so i'm trying to find things like one thing that I do every night is I go when we put the kids to bed my my oldest daughter doesn't ask for it much anymore but my youngest daughter wants me to go lay down with her mm-hmm. and she's like can you come tuggle and basically I lay there with her until she falls asleep mm-hmm. which most nights is 10 minutes some nights it's an hour and a half you know tuggle yeah so it's snuggle or, it's snuggle yeah. or what it was just she couldn't say the s when she was little oh so it became yeah tuggle instead of snuggle yeah yeah so it and I enjoy that. Like I look forward to that part of the night, but at the same time I'm laying I'm there. Like, going, sometimes you're out, you're looking at your watch like, Oh, are, we, are you asleep yet? Yeah. Are you asleep? yeah. Can I go do this thing for 10 minutes? Because like you said, the, the finite amount of time in the day, by the time you get home, eat supper, make sure they get a bath, you know, every couple days or once they start to stink, you know, like, so you bathe them? No, make sure they do it. Like, Hey, get in there and do it. And you just kind of have to make sure that, um, make sure that when they were younger and I was so like sleep deprived, I would go in for 10 minutes and then I'd fall asleep yeah. and the night would be over. I was like, I'm sitting there watching TV show with her and realize I fell asleep on the couch really? sitting next well, to her. Yeah. Yeah. Reading the, the, the book for the 800th time. Yeah. <laughs> you get the kid going like, Dad, Dad. <laughs> you need a hard, uncomfortable chair yeah. to sit upright. Well, that's the other problem, too, because, yeah. you know, we'll put them to bed, like, especially because my oldest daughter uh, struggles so much with her behavior. Like, we'll put them to bed at, like, 7 o'clock because we know they're not going to fall asleep until... <laughs> 
eight or nine, you mm-hmm. know? And so, and my oldest daughter has to have like a, a solid 13 hours of sleep or it's going to be hell on earth the next day. And so we'll get in there and, and I'll lay down. And even if she's like, just kind of nodding off and I'm playing a puzzle game on my phone or something, by the time that whole process is done, I'm like, ah, okay, well, I can't really get anything done now. I'm, I'm just going to go lay in bed and watch an episode of Supernatural and fall asleep. You know, Did when, you have time with the kid, though, while you were both awake? Um, not a ton. Um, I mean, like, it depends. I pick, I, I pick them up from school every day. So, like, we have, like, a solid hour where we, like you know we come home we talk about their day and stuff and but even then i'm still not i still don't feel present like and i know that it's not a magic bullet but like i keep thinking to myself if i can just get out of the line i'm working line of work i'm in and and to where i'm not coming home just exhausted and angry because i spent a whole day doing shit i didn't want to do you pick them up from school and then go back to work No, no 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 i'm just by the time i pick them up i still don't feel present because i'm like Still, still holding the day, yeah, still holding the day in my head. And I've I've done yeah. things to try to not, um, you know, I don't take work home with me. I, you know, like I I, I wear different clothes like home than I wear to work. Like it's weird shit. Like I'll try to do to like break that into two completely different parts of my day. But because I'm very very unhappy at work, like it still lingers, you know. And I feel like it's an extreme de- detriment to them and and that's that's on me i mean that's that's shit that i need to fix because that's also not a normal way to feel like i shouldn't let it bother me as much as it does that's on me it's something i need to work on but like the dynamic's still there yeah it's still there and it's still happening so that's why i say i'm really struggling with it right now and i try to find little things to make it feel better but then you know it's eight o'clock at night and i'm a grown-ass man and i should be able to have at least two more hours where i could get some shit done and i'm just like nah nah (laughs) it's, it's a it's parenting man it's like just a constant juggling act you wanted you wanted to carry on the family name yeah. you wanted the biological kids yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's 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 touchy to bring up but is the job changeable um he's got six years to his pension yeah, we guess, talked about yeah, this six last years pension. I'll, I'll, I'll fill you in a little bit more when we're done but like okay yeah, um i mean ideally i mean it, there, there's some things that could change it but as like everything being equal like what it is right now if nothing changes in my life it's not but mm. there are some things that could change it so six years is long yeah, it is long it especially is. in a kid's yeah development from you right. to do yeah. right 100% and that's and that's where i'm that's torn because so, i think about that regularly i'm like would it be better if i just made way less money right and was a better dad you know like is that something that is that something i could do you know is that something could that's a decision yeah Yeah, you might not make way less money forever it might you might find something you like and it actually becomes remunerative but uh, yeah. some good right. where you get paid Which money great. i mean yeah i also have to consider like and I, now this is the part where i make excuses because it's what i do but like you have to consider like where i live like there aren't a lot of opportunities to make the amount of money that i make right now mr hands mr hands yes i feel like that sounds bad i feel like i feel like i'd have to register somewhere <laughs> if i went by the name mr hands there's mr hands stay away from yeah, him. he's not allowed to be by the park, Mr. Mr. Hands. Get some of that hands money. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I I think I think we have really pointed out like how similar and different at the same time everybody's parenting 
experience can be and that we're all just kind of people fumble fucking our way through it i mean there's no science you know to, i to read a book yeah and how'd that turn out for you i don't know yeah exactly yeah. Right? so people should definitely listen to this episode <laughs> yeah well I, I think if anything to like realize they're not alone right you know right, like right. everybody i think feels like they're like they're like i don't get it it's like well nobody does like we're figuring it out along the way and you know you're gonna make mistakes and make sure that your kids know that you know it's a mistake and make sure that they know that like hey i'm a I'm a person um, and I screwed up and I won't, you know, I love you. And it's really the best we can do. Everybody, even the, the parents that you guys look at and you're like, man, they have got it all figured mm-hmm. out. I guarantee they don't. They've done some dumb shit. They've Make made them parents on bluey. Fuck those guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're all happy in Australian. <laughs> and daddy pig. Uh, uh, from Peppa Pig? He's my idol. What are you kidding? He kind of feels like he's a little checked out to me. <laughs> yeah, but his kids love him because yeah. he's... They're ripping him all the time. Yeah. Exactly. I don't understand how fat he is. <laughs> he's, he's, and he's not into it. And he said he's not into it. And he's still ripping on him. <laughs> we'll call it Daddy's Big Fat Belly. Oh, that name sounds very silly to me. <laughs> no, no, that's what we're calling it. Oh, boy. At least they're not pointing out his alcoholism. <laughs> well, that, that's the way it gets him smacked. <laughs> Dad gets all sauced up and angry. Daddy Pig starts throwing hands. Mr. Hands. Yeah. <laughs> I, hopefully, hopefully people get a little something from this and, and can realize that. I, mean, I don't want it to sound like, like some kind of like terrible uh, experience, but like that they're not alone. That like, like <laughs> we're all struggling. That's on me. I ended on a downer. Is there enough time in life? Well, I'm the one that's like I, I, I hate my life. Anecdote from you, David. I just I, uh, I forgot. I thought that that anecdote was so funny at the time, and now it's like so depressing. No, it's funny because it, like the, the younger one was like, "Why? Why aren't you proud of me?" That's what he said. Why aren't oh, you proud of me? That's that what makes a question. Darker. Yeah, that makes it. Why darker. aren't you proud of me? And and before we could, we well, were like, "Why aren't you proud of me?" Yes, because in the story, the story goes, "Are you proud yes, of me?" Yes, I fucked up the story again, twice. <laughs> Three times. Yeah. <laughs> so why, you why? should do stand up, yeah. is what you yeah. should yeah. say. After the podcast is over, and, and we leave, you just redo the story. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, just yeah. and read well, it. It's just, it's just the whole thing It'll be all choppy, but it'll be a, a, the actual story. And we were, we were, we were frozen. We were like, and 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 in that moment where we were paused. Henry jumped in. He's like, they are proud of you. They're proud of you for almost getting hit by a car. Did you laugh at that (laughs) moment? I think we looked at each other and we're like, were you still in your trauma of, oh no. No, I think, I think we started like laughing slightly, which is even worse. It's worse, right? (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute. That's how you really do feel. I don't know if we left, but we like looked at each other like, I just want to point out that like when you first told the story, first of all, like it fell apart. And then the second time you're like, oh my God, this is really dark. And then right at the end here of the conversation, you're like, no, no, no. let me the make it darker. Goes, oh, I got it. I remembered it. <laughs> there it is. And it isn't until it comes out of his mouth that he goes, oh, that's not it. Oh, it was, it, I thought it was going to land. I've done this before. I thought it was going to land funny. <laughs> Instead of dark. That's exactly what happened. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, I thought, oh, 
oh never mind then it was like a, fuck it's alright like oh guys I also just thought of something here at the end it was even worse than I said the first time <laughs> it was just you were you were slower than your kid yeah, <laughs> you gotta be quicker on. I was, I was, on, of course, we're proud of you. That's why. That's, that's why. I, that's why I used to. There is like. I used to tell that story. Look how sharp my kid is. Look how fast he is. <laughs> and look at this other one that ran out in front of a car. <laughs> like I said last night, I need to check this. The final edit. <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't think this paints you in a bad... This makes you look no, very this empathetic. Is good. This no, I mean, it makes you look empathetic because you're like, oh, I feel terrible about the way this went down. Okay. I, I don't think it makes... I mean, we're all making fun of you. It makes us all look bad. But, like... We're you're, making you're fun of person. the situation. We're making fun of his ability to tell a story. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, thanks for uh, coming on. Uh, we could probably talk for another oh, you know, yeah, at least five minutes. And uh, it's been fun. Yeah, thank you for thank you for sharing what you do as far as parenting goes, uh, or what you don't, David. Whatever you know, whatever however you want to look at it. Um, really appreciate you coming in and being so candid and and sharing. I, I like this round table type. Literally, yeah, yeah. Table, well, this table yes, is round. It is round. It is perfectly round. Um, hopefully, you guys enjoyed it too. Uh, I had a lot of fun. Oh, I see. Because normally it's two on one. Well, it's two on one, and it, it's maybe more focused on what a person's doing in their life as opposed to just like we're all sharing an experience yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. it's yeah. more about your accomplishments and your failures oh, gotcha. <laughs> that's that's the difference <laughs> uh, uh, david jorge thank you very much uh for for joining us here and uh thank you for what you do thanks sure <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, David, Jorge, thank you very much uh, for, for joining us here and uh, thank you for what you do. Thanks. Sure.